Hello listeners, this is Scott, your host and DM. I want to take a moment before this episode to start something I've had in my mind for a while now. Thanking those who have inspired, motivated, or otherwise influenced me and the podcast. I listen to a lot of actual play podcasts, and a select few were critical in motivating me to start seasons of Skyrend. It's also my belief that the people and shows in the podcasting community should be doing their best to support each other. I want to start today with God's Fall, hosted by Aram Vartian. They have a fantastic show, and Aram has created an amazing world, and it just so happens that they're releasing a world book. From what I've seen so far, it will be incredible. He was kind enough to send us a brief promo that I would like to share with all of you. One, because I've been a backer of their Kickstarter since the beginning and want the best for them. Two, because I hope that other podcasts would return the favor if we ever dare such a venture. Give it a listen, and then get ready to find out what awaits our players in The Grayscape. Hey people, my name is Aram and I am the creator and dungeon master of the fantasy podcast known as God's Fall. Kalgun is a broken world. The old gods fought one another to mutual destruction, obliterating magic and swallowing much of the planet in a permanent world storm. The five kingdoms that remain live by an uneasy truce born out of necessity, a peace which is tested when the new gods begin to arise. I recently launched a world book detailing the custom setting for our game, including original races, creatures, countries, people, and rules for the powers that drive the arisen gods known as divinities. We have previews of the book and the artwork at godsfall.com worldbook, as well as more information about the podcast and links so you can secure your own copy in both print and PDF. So thank you for listening and supporting God's Fall, and thank you for checking out the God's Fall Worldbook at godsfall.com slash worldbook. to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5th edition D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore the world around them. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Grey, or Grey the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the Human Monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Do you mortals know what death looks like? That is, can you truly grasp what lies beyond? Darwin and Vale have seen it plenty of times in the eyes of their targets, but have not crossed into that realm themselves. Most mortals have only folk tales, myths, or images painted by faith. But Arnus, Arnus was about to see it with his own eyes, and it may just be the last thing he ever sees.
Alright, Darda. And I'm gonna sword a bitch. Sword a spider. As you swing at this adult spider. Red crit fail. Oh my oh, god. Oh my god. Fucking oh. fight. Oh. <laughs> Alright. I was really hoping you would kill this thing so uh, I didn't have to roll another death save. I want to save. you so much for that crit fail. You have no idea. But we haven't done it at all this encounter, so I can't. Except... Because this would just be me wanting to kill you right now. It's okay. He's going to punch me instead mm-hmm. because I'm going to have to roll another death save. I'm going to punch the spider, bitch. 17. That hits. Drop the die again. Gonna drop the die again. again. You're just building up that dramatic tension, aren't you? Yeah. Four damage. The two of you are face to face, and you get a good punch in right above its jawline, right above the teeth, and you see it start to fall. At the last moment, it pushes itself back up. Fuck you, (laughs) Scott. It uses the last bit of the, it's the strength that it has to keep itself from the ground. And Arnus, I need another death saving throw. You can't have one, so there. <laughs> and I'm dead. Oh, that was a crit fail, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh. I already had two fails, so it doesn't matter. Oh. I'm gonna go in the bathroom so I don't cry on tape. <laughs> Why? Well, I took both of them. I need a moment here too. <laughs> Kara, you are unconscious but fine. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Veil. Why there in the snow? This adult sentinel is probably going to make its last attempt at biting Darwin. Twenty-one versus AC, Darvin. Yeah, that one. That don't look good. That does not look good. Eleven piercing damage. That's exactly yeah. how many hit points he had. Darvin. It's the last one standing. The last thing that you hear as it bites around your head, even though you, it has you in its mouth. And still hear a voice coming from somewhere inside of it. Find Darvin. Attack Darvin. And those words echo in your ears as you lose consciousness and slump down into the snow. As the cold overtakes you, the already dark world around you gets even darker until all sight is taken from you. Chill seeps into your very core. The meaning of time begins to fade as you have nothing by which to measure it. At some point, all of you, your eyes open, and you're standing in an open field of fresh snow. The air is still, and a dull gray light seems to come from nowhere. You can see each other. Vale, Darwin, and Arnis, standing there. Strangers walk across the snow. Left to right, right to left. Humans, elves, halflings, giants. They don't seem to acknowledge anyone. Moments later, random animals appear traveling opposite of them. Wolves, bears, owls, wild cats, others. You guys have your wits about you at the moment. You're free to take actions, just so you know. 
This is what you all three see. Neither the animals nor the strangers seem to acknowledge anyone. The numbers of each increase until it feels like an aimless crowd just passing in front of you. Until there's so many of them that eventually some of these creatures start colliding. A bear collides with a giant, and they swap torsos. A halfling and a wildcat trade arms. An elf and an owl run into each other and swap heads. And so on, and so on. Then, strangers and animals combine into anthropomorphized creatures. This trading and combining continues until there's no strictly humanoid or strictly animal creature left. It's all these half-humanoid, half-animal, anthropomorphized things just wandering around you. Slowly, a few of them come to a stop. They each reach down for a handful of snow. They turn and they notice the three of you for the first time. And they start throwing the snow at you. Throwing snowballs at us? Veil, 18 AC. That's going to hit. As the snowball catches you right in the face, Arnis and Darvin, those creatures didn't have good aim. They missed you entirely. But Veil, the snow feels almost warm as it hits you. And they keep reaching down for more snow, and they keep throwing it at you. Don't worry, it does the snow damage. <laughs> does, does anyone do anything? These attempt to dodge the freaking snowballs. All right, give me a dexterity saving throw. Eight. You take a few in the chest, and some miss. You're getting more snowballs than not. And it all feels oddly warm. Arnis and Darvin, is there anything you want to do? Um, not just yet. They just keep throwing snow. throwing snow at me. More of them stop, and they... Pick up more snow, and they just start throwing it at the three of you. I guess I might Snowballs. start yelling at them. Like, I guess I'll try to dodge. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Eleven. You manage to dodge a good number of this. You might catch one in the arm, and you feel it warmer than snow should be. Darvin, what are you yelling at these creatures? Just stop throwing snow, dumbasses. Roll persuasion. Ooh, Nineteen. They roll a three. Sure, I can roll a 19 when I'm yelling. <laughs> you yell at them to stop, and for a moment, the three of them do, and one of them, like a, an anthropomorphized canine, says, But Darwin, we only want to help. By throwing snow? It's the only way we know. How does it help? He shrugs. As he whips another one at you. <laughs> and. 22 versus AC, and pegs you right in the forehead. Ow. It doesn't hurt. Probably say ow reflexively. It's startling. You just got hit by this warm snow. And you can feel a bit of it just kind of running down your face. I'm not going to dodge, because it feels kind of nice. Vale or Arnis, is there anything you want to do? I'm kind of dumbfounded by this thing. I don't understand it. It confuses me. Okay. Right, my it, instinct is to fight it. <laughs> like, literally. You can. If that's what you want, instinctively your hand reaches down to your waist and yeah. finds your dagger. Right where it always is. Or small of your back wherever you keep your dagger, yeah. I don't remember. I draw and rush the freaking creatures that are throwing this snow at me. Okay, roll an attack. 22. Uh, roll damage. Six. You slice it across the chest, 
and a flurry of snow emits from it. So, snow abominations. It, it looks down, a little confused as to what just happened, just, oh, and starts kind of smoothing its chest back together as if to, like, close the wound, like, build itself back. Arnis. I'm too confused to do anything. <laughs> okay. The giant that swapped torsos with the bear. So the creature that has the giant's legs and the bear's upper body approaches you. And it is definitely taller than you. It's like eight feet tall. And puts a bear paw on either of your shoulders. And you just hear it say, Shh, Arnis. It'll be okay. And it tries to push you down into the snow. Do you want to resist or react in any way? I don't think I have much fight left in me. So, I'll Okay. Okay, giant bear thing. Whatever you are. And, and it doesn't knock you down. It just leans its weight down on your shoulders. And just starting with your feet, you sink into the snow. Just goes up past your knees, past your torso. Darvin and Vale, you can see this happening. And in just a moment, Arnis will be completely pushed below the snow, standing completely upright. Can we help? You can do anything. Try to not let the bear push Arnis under the snow. How do you want to do that? You want to try to wrestle the bear giant away? Do you want to try to pull Arnis out? Do you want to... What? You, any, anything you can think of. Wrestle the bear giant. I don't want to hurt Arnis. Okay. Uh, anymore. Give me an athletics check. You need to overpower this bear giant. Three. You rolled a four, but damn... <laughs> And you link your arms, this is way too appropriate, but like you link your arms around one of the bear arms and try to pull it off, just keeps them firmly on Arnis's shoulders and keeps pushing him down straight under the snow. Uh, it's up to Arnis's chin at this point. Vale, is there anything you would like to do? I'm going all Wolverine on this thing and just like hacking at it, like, stop, stop. Okay. I don't know what else to do. You can attack it if you want. 17. Alright, you bring your dagger down in its shoulder and do some damage. 4 damage. It's gonna make a saving throw. And it pauses. Just before Arnis's head goes under the snow. Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm attacking the one that I was in front of, not it. That, not the one that Arnis is. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Sure, you attack the one in front of you then. Oh. I thought you I, yeah, I thought you were attacking the one that was on Arnis too. Did. My bad. You attack this elf with an owl head and just start stabbing into it. And each time you pull your dagger out, it's like more snow. Just <laughs> and it's starting to look a little loose. It's like wet snow. You know, when it starts melting a little bit, it's, its face and arms are drooping a little. And it's just like, but why? It's, it's, try, it's doing its best to like push itself back together with its, with its hands. Yes, this creature has hands. And keep its form together. And it's doing a very poor job. Like, parts of it still sloosh down a little bit. And I yell at it while I'm doing this. What are you? It says, we're here to help. We're here to help. The elf with the owl's head, it's just going to try to wrap its arms around. Like, it can't keep itself upright anymore, so it's just going to try to fall onto you and hold on to keep itself upright. Basically like a grapple check, so it's going to roll straight. You can roll athletics or acrobatics to avoid this. Uh, acrobatics? Okay, what'd you get? Uh, 22. Oh, yeah. It slumps forward to grab around you, and you easily just 
half move through it and move around it. It's that loosely cohesive, and it almost splashes on the ground in front of you, leaving just the owl head as <laughs> rotates and looks up at you oh, from the snow. Just says, it'll be okay. It'll be okay, Vale. Oh, my real name. That's creepy and not right. Darvin, is there anything you want to do? I'm going to try to talk to the creature that's burying Arnas. The bear is burying the bear, Arnas. Yeah, that I failed to bear hug. Why are you burying him? You're going to hurt him. Uh, roll persuasion. Crit fail. It did not crit fail. It rolled a two. Jesus. My god, this thing just rolls one higher than you every time, which is enough for it. But god damn. Mm. It's, it's the only way, it says. Darwin and Vale. Please roll a constitution saving throw. 15. Five. Darwin, you don't see this. Um, but Vale, having stabilized themselves, as you're dealing with all these weird creature amalgamations... And you blink, and every once in a while, you blink, and you open your eyes, and you see this very large, dark figure dragging the three of you through the snow. And then you blink again, and it's gone, and it's back to this weird grayscape. Give me an insight check. How much you know here. Mm, Thirteen. You get the feeling that that was real. This here is something else. This is... You're somewhere else. You're seeing something that's not where your body is at. And this anthropomorphized canine creature is going to try to hug onto Darwin and hold you tight to his chest. Uh, so give me an acrobatics or an athletics check as it tries to grapple you. Unless you just want to let this happen. Okay. You rolled an eight. And you're able to keep it at arm's length. Every time it reaches in, just push it aside or sidestep. And you can see in his face, it's very disappointed that it doesn't get to grab you and hold you tight. As long as people are. Oh my god. <laughs> Arnis, you are chin deep in snow. And this half giant, half bear creature is looking down at you with. You can see there's no malice in its eyes. What do you do? Nothing. Okay. And so it leans forward the rest of the way and brings its paws deep into the snow to push you all the way under, and everything's like a soft white. That's all you see at this moment. Vale, what do you want to do? I don't know. I... Okay, let's see. Vale's brain goes, I hurt one of them and darn near killed it and saw reality, so let's attack another one. And so I'm going to attack the that one. That is a line of thought. <laughs> it's, it makes, it's, it's a logical progression of thought. Yeah, it works. No, go for it. I'm going to attack the one that he is dealing with then. Okay, roll for it. That's an eight. You run at it, and this creature sees you coming. And for a moment, it splits. So instead of standing right in front of you as this giant dog creature, to your right and your left you see a dog and a man. <laughs> and you jump right in between the two. And then they form back together. Around me? No, after you like oh, okay. passed through. like You attacked where they were. And once you had stepped through that space, it just kind of right back behind you. It's going to try to grab onto you. It's going to hold you. Uh, so if you want to resist, acrobatics or athletics. Oh, that's a crit fail. So did this creature. That's funny. What's your modifier? Plus five. 
So there's definitely a few seconds here where it's grabbing you around the shoulder and pulling you in, and like you can feel the snow of its body start to like pull past your shoulders, and you're pushing your hand through this creature to the other side of it, mm-hmm. and you're able to keep from being like fully hugged into it. And at the end of this whole God, just mess of creatures trying to grab each other and get away, you have your arm. It tried to grab onto your hand, and basically your hands are your hand is in its hand, like physically within its hand. It's barely restrictive. It's just like that's how it ended, and you can easily just shake your hand free, and like snow flies off a little bit before the arm just pulls back a little bit, and the hand forms like six inches higher up on the forearm. So now it has uneven arms. It's Arbid. So there's still a bear that has buried. Oh, yeah. Arnis is now under the snow. Is the bear still there? Oh, yeah. What's near the giant bear? There was that, like, dogman creature that Vale just tried to attack. Oh, yeah. There's the head of an owl in the snow there, and then there's just a bunch around you, just, like, at the periphery of your vision, and it's hard to focus on them. I'm going to run to where Arnis is and frantically start trying to dig him out. Okay. Like, Like a dog or something. Give me an athletics check. You plop down on all fours in the snow and just start dog digging your way, and you're kicking up snow behind you, and you get two or three feet down and just don't see Aranus there. Well, that's weird. Aranus, you're in this completely white space. You can't even see yourself. Is there anything you want to do? Okay. So, Fail and Darvin, you push, fight against these creatures that are strange combinations seemingly made of snow. And you're able to actually hold them off for quite a while here in this grayscape. But they seem to be made of snow. At the end of the day, how much can you hurt snow? Not much. And eventually you find yourselves completely consumed by the snow. And you're in a white space, very similar to RS. You look around, and while you can see the other two... You can't see yourself. The three of you are standing in a like a triangle, not equilateral or anything like that. Isosceles. It's a little obtuse. You're a little obtuse. Is there anything you wish to say to one another? Hey guys. Well, this is weird. Darvin, um, why don't you pray to your God and see if you can help us? That was intentionally in character, as sarcastic as I just sounded. Artist, is there anything? Failed, guys. Oh! Oh! Oh, you're trying to break me, aren't you? Oh, God! Darvin, is there anything you want to do? What the hell? I'll pray to my guy. Got nothing better to do. When you begin a prayer, physically for you, what's that like? Well, usually it would be more like, you know, sitting and trying to relax and sitting kind of. Just very comfortably. Closing my eyes. Kind of clasping your hands and focusing yourself. Yeah, I obviously can't do all that now. And as soon as you begin the motions of this prayer, before you can even form the first thought of your message to Coram, he appears. (laughs) Very much like how you saw him in Karani. Cloaked in a dark robe, his face shrouded. 
The only thing you can see are his hands, which are of an ashy flesh color this time. And he stands before the three of you. How do you want me to expect to the presence of God appearing? I don't know if you were going to do anything to the presence of a to the presence of the God of Death. Last uh, time we were in his presence, he darn near destroyed everything around us. I'm just going to stay quiet. But not us. <laughs> I'm going to let you deal with your God. That's probably why. He, he stands before you and says, I've come for what's mine. And what's yours? And he motions his hand over to Aranus. Oh, God. Bard, did he fall in the fight? You were there. But I don't know. They died, did, right? Did you not see? I was busy fighting. I, I saw him go down. I didn't know if it was fatal. Fighting Admiral. You, Garvin, served me well. I tried my best. Mm-hmm. You are helping to maintain the balance in this world. I try. This one, as he motions to fail, whether they know it or not, is working against me. Anybody? I'm not going to react. I don't. I don't have the, the balls or the wherewithal to take on a god. Oh no! I'll do this. I will say this. How so? Do you mean to be antagonistic or no? I just, just I literally. It's just inquisitive. Okay. You serve the wrong master. Which master do you believe I serve? I serve myself and my you. guild. Yeah, I know. They know, too. Um, you take your assignments, and you kill these people. The deaths are good for the most part. But you don't ask, or you don't find out, who's requesting it. Somewhere along that chain is someone acting against me. You're saying there's corruption within my guild? Because that's all I'm thinking. There is someone was interfering with my plans and they are controlling your guild. Are you saying that there is someone in control of my guild who's interfering with your plans? Or are you saying there's someone who's interfering with my, your plans that is in control of my guild? Because that is a very important syntax. Wait, wait, wait let's... <laughs> the point of this question, let me just explain. Yeah, the point of the question explain. is I know to further is. understand that whether or not he disproves of... I had the idea, and that was why I said it the way I said it, and I can't remember the point of it. I mean, it sounded like one of those cool, like, is it, is it A and B or is it B and A things? It's to but find I just out don't... whether whether it's the people that are actually in charge that you know of that are doing these bad things, or whether there's a somebody else who is using the guild, who is using the guild. Ah, is it the guild itself that's the problem because he disagrees with it, or is there somebody manipulating the guild and not letting it do its job the correct way? That's the question. Well, for the most part, your guild is doing their job correctly. Those they kill stay dead. That's good. But there is someone employing your guild that works against me. And you are guilty of carrying out their orders. Whether you know it or not. No one else is going to speak. I'll speak then again. Um, Yeah, anyone can talk. Corum's... Got a little bit of an agenda here. What were the creatures that attacked us? Those creatures are sentinids, as you already know. Mm-hmm. Agents of Gosring, the god of monstrosities. Yeah, that you already it, know you don't get along with. It seems you've done something to upset them. 
butterfly and, kids. Yeah. And that's really not my biggest concern at the moment. Yeah, let's talk about your biggest concern. Yeah. Now, I'm just Go speaking on. for out of experience in our travels currently. We're not going to make it, the two of us. The bard has proven most useful in our survival. <sighs> Stupid couldn't talk your way out of a paper bag. <laughs> but we're going to try. <laughs> You're going to fail. There are others who will serve me, knowingly or unknowingly. But we've got to get to them. Without the aid of our companion, we're never going to make it to our next destination. If you want any chance of us serving you, we've got to get to wherever you want us to be serving you. Right. And that's actually, let's go with that canon. That's exactly how she says that, because... That's a really odd way to put it. And I second that, my god. You know I would not question your ways. I am but a humble servant. But to serve you optimally. But you... You do question me. What is my one law, Darvin? That which is dead should stay dead. Close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not verbatim, but you got the spirit. The only good the only death good is a permanent one. one. Yeah. But yeah, you got the spirit of it. No pun intended there. You could uh, argue that he's not worthy of a good death yet. It's not his time. Haven't I served you well? I mean, any of those things. I've, I'm grasping straws. I've got nothing oh my to argue here. Oh my god, okay. Mm. But this man is a young bard. Building his following, building his list of deeds, his death right now means nothing. If he's allowed to live his life first, his death will be all the more meaningful. Someone else feel like they're in that Greek part of hell where they put a feather on one end of a scale and (laughs) all your shit on the other end, and if it evens out, they're like, hey. Sorry. Just me? All right. Wow, in Greek mythology, everyone goes to hell, huh? Pretty much. Both of you roll persuasion. 17. Nice. That's actually 18. 7. Would you deny this man a good death? Is that what you see, Baroness? I don't understand how this is a good death. Because it would be your only death. I'm I'm confused. (laughs) Okay. Can I roll inside to if, see if I understand that? If you want to ask for clarification, he's more than willing to give it. If you resign yourself to a bad death, you would never be able to join Olmanir or Adaris, whomever, uh, the human and the elf gods, in their glory in the afterlife. You wouldn't even be able to join me in quiet peace for eternity. You could damn yourself. Or... What or is that the option? It's death or kick. Well, no, I'm just I'm trying to understand because um, he said you could, but that does if, that mean if like, you take the option for a bad death, I would come for you later at another point in your life. But after that, you would know no peace and no rest. <sighs> ah. So my options are killed by a giant. Spider monstrosity, who serves a god you clearly hate, or... I don't hate Gosram. Gosram misbehaves, but it's not hate. It's disappointment. Put something else on the table here. By all means. Based on my understanding of your godly games that you all play. Um, 
Gostrom's not playing by the rules, correct? Yes. So how is a death that's against the rules a good death? He turns and looks at Darwin the way a teacher looks at a prize pupil <laughs> when the class clown asks the dumb question. But but why is X plus two four? Just like explain it to like this is a good death because it will be the only death Aranus knows. But you're the god of death. You control death. You can give it back to him and you can take it from him at will. And this is the law I have set down after that meddlesome fool in Karami abused my power. So because one person abused power, one person was a dick, you're going to punish someone who's been doing good the entire... This guy is the best out of the boat, the three of us. It really is true. They're kind of assholes. He, he nods like he knows. <laughs> and his songs could greet the dead from now until eternity. Put this law in place to prevent further meddling. But you're the god. Can't you... Stop arguing. It's right, though. It's not meddling. It's not meddling if it's you doing it. It's not like one of your servants saying, I now have power over life and death. This is you we're talking about. You do have power over life and death. Am I right? Yes. He nods. Just... Just slightly. And you can, it's like, of course I do. And you came here to us for a reason. It was your intention simply to let the bark die. You didn't have to show yourself. You would have given me instructions or feelings through prayer, not in person. Or just said, there's nothing I can do. And yet you're here. I am here. I did come here to collect you, Arnes. And decided to show myself as an act of reward to Dark. An act of warning to Vale. I do have control, and I will give you that option, but I cannot change your fate if you accept it. So he would essentially be damned. That's what Corum is saying. I think we've done all we can do. And there's no way at all to, say, work off damnation? That's what I was going to ask. Roll persuasion. Because he's got an answer. I, know I just want to know how upfront he's going to be with, with you about this. <laughs> I know what the answer's going to be. No, you don't. I really do. No, you don't. Really? All right. 17. Before I tell you, what is it you think the answer is going to be? I was pretty sure he was going to say I had to work for him. Oh, okay. Well, that's the generic version of it. Yes. There is. And I don't know if any of you are up to the task yet, which is why I wouldn't mention it before. But you could prevent damnation with one death. One only. Whoever dies in between doesn't matter to me. But if you want to save yourself, if you want to save your soul, you will find Pathox, god of chaos, and kill him. Oh, I'm down for that. That sounds like a challenge. Me too. Why the god of chaos? Because <laughs> he's all the Sorry. Everybody roll insight. Oh, I crit failed. I'm good. Confused. I'm so glad you crit failed. I'm confused. You got a 13. Um, Wait, 14. Sorry. I got a 13. Must have picked up on that. He looks around at the three of you and says, The truth of the matter will reveal itself. I have no doubt. 
you would have discovered it eventually. I'm just pointing you in the right direction. Ultimately, I think Aranis has to make this decision. But I'm fully confident that the three of us can do this. In time, I believe we'd be able to do it, yeah. It's not going to be something we can do tomorrow. No, no. In time. We have to bulk up and train. But it is his decision to make. Would it go faster at training montage? No. Gotta have a not montage. this time. Montage. Not this time. Gotta level up the slow way, baby. Um, we can do this, Bard. Because you are asking me to kill a god. Mm-hmm. Will you give any insight into the god's weaknesses? Because I would be uh, killing the yeah. god in your service. Yeah. Roll, roll persuasion again. Ooh. Not as good as the last time. That's an 11. Good. Good, good. good. That's right in that middle ground. <laughs> or you can get a little bit of you really vague. Mm, yeah, or I can just be vague as fuck. Well, not as fuck, but I could be vague. <laughs> I have no doubt that with time, you would be able to carry out the task. But I can tell you, it's always our children who hurt us the most. And he fades away. Three of you are standing there in this white space. As you start to feel that warm snow sensation on your face and blink awake and Sniffins is just walking between the three of you, looking at your faces, (laughs) hoping that you'll wake up. (laughs) Right nearby, Sam has started a little fire. And as soon as your eyes start to open, he turns. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I thought you were... I thought you were all gone. So did we. <sighs> um, I check and see if Arnis woke up also. Yeah. Are you seen sad songs from now? <laughs> oh, sad oh. part is sad. <laughs> sad part is not dead, though. <laughs> sad part is a hair's breadth away from damnation. <laughs> you're fine. You're all in. One hit point. You ever covered anything else? Um, and he says, "We gotta, we gotta get you guys someplace safe. Come on, there's a little spot not far from here. Let's let's get you in the wagon. Here we go." Did you signal him a decision either way? He assumed by my asking the question that I was going to say yes. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a very good question. Did you? Ex- oh, I was going to do it. Oh, you okay? <laughs> I I assumed at that point. I'm just like. That means You're the yes, angel right? of Skyrend. You're gonna spend your entire life trying to redeem your soul. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna write awesome songs about It'd it. It'd be super broody. And you're gonna kill the god of chaos, and later bards will write songs about the bard that <laughs> they killed the a god. Chaos. There will be songs written about you, or we're all gonna die. Or that. All gonna die. Climb into the wagons. Yeah. Head less than a mile away. There's few torches burning, maybe 30 feet off the ground. And that's, that is where we're ending it. Just because, oh god damn. Damn. Oh god damn, artists. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. 
Dibber, spelled D-I-B-U-R. Website design by Patrick Dunkerley over at dunkdesigns.com. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.com.